In a move straight out of the Michael Clark playbook, a headline reports a man accidentally killed himself by putting a condom over his head in a bizarre sex stunt. He was found suffocated, naked on his bed, wearing the inflated rubber, alongside empty cans of laughing gas and an opened box of live bees. The phrase, Yash, queen, was written across his chest in lipstick. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. This is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. And the queen of all bees, Mr. Michael. I, I definitely feel added with that with that intro there. You put it over the wrong head, sir. You know, I, I yeah. you'd assume the instruction manual would be a little bit more clear, but... Courtney, do you want to regale us with what happened in this past week? We've yeah. been burying this for, for a few. So. Speaking of live bees... I don't think Michael knows anything about live bees. Nope, not I think- at all. Really, the moral of the story is don't ever dare me to do anything because I will. I never got the chance to be a high school bully, but I feel like that was my calling. And now that I know Michael, I get to live out my dream. And so. Buy the dollar every time I heard that. No, I was just waiting for John to prove my faith in him. And he did. <laughs> Why? Well, how did I fail you now? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were. I thought you were going to throw out there. I dare you to divorce your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to dare her for that. That's 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 coming later. All right. It's actually it's anyway. going to be a surprise to her because she's going to find us in bed together. <laughs> Jonah and I are going to be. That's not a surprise. That wouldn't even be the actually, first time. That's she's, an she's expectation. Gonna, She's going to come home from doing something random and she's going to hear like sloshing water and she's going to think that maybe someone's drowning and then she's going to go into the bathroom and it's going to be me bear hugging Jonah while we're taking a nice, <laughs> nice bath. Yeah, you and, and other men in a bathtub is, you know, something I have photographic evidence of as it's does all, the rest of the world. So it's also 21, so we don't really kink shame anymore. No, so. we don't. True. Hey, listen, I need someone to scratch my back too. But, Courtney, you were saying, before I so rudely interrupted, (laughs) tell us about the bees, Lenny. Yeah, so Michael made the mistake of daring me to mail bees to his house, like live bees. And so. I think his direct quote was, You don't have the balls. Yeah. I probably said that, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and and he was very wrong because a few days ago. She (laughs) does. A few days ago, five beautiful little bees that were very much alive arrived at Michael's home. And to this day, it is my favorite thing that I have ever mailed to anyone ever. Yeah. So the company said it's based in Texas? Yes. And what's their primary function? Like, why are they sending bees? You know, I don't ask questions. I just mail bees. <laughs> Uh, I would imagine the primary reason is because bees are scarcely, uh, you know, readily available anymore, that they're being slowly eradicated. Uh, it would be helpful for other individuals to actually start and, and begin to keep their own little sanctuaries for bees. And Tell that to the fucking hive that's in the tree outside of my garage. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. don't like you, John. Because, you know, if it like hasn't you. affected me, then it's affected no one. <laughs> that is what we yes. know about you. 
<laughs> we do live in a very insular reality. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what's funny is so I was sharing with Steven. I, I had to let the cat <gasps> out of the bag because, yeah, super fan Steven was, uh, you know, needed to be prepped for this happening. And uh, as I was explaining the the joke, one of our student workers leapt up and is like, no, don't do that. <laughs> like, it'll kill the bees. Like, he, he won't keep the bees. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to um, unleash them in the house and be like, be free. You're, new, you're my new pets. I would just like to say that the bees were ethically sourced. They were ethically released. I had a whole plan involved with that because I did not want to kill bees also people do order these bees so they can sting themselves and treat their own lyme disease so those people are bee murderers mm -hmm. i am not those people and i saw michael release those bees so we're in the clear no bees were harmed in the making of michael's miserable and life and if you want the proof of that mm -hmm. michael filmed two short videos and i have them ready to go so we can show those on the after dark this week yes oh. we're going to <laughs> Oh, no. no. I will state for the record, though, John would have killed the fuck out of those bees. No, I would have ran. No, I would have ran. I would have just straight up ran away. I am such a gigantic pussy when it comes to, to bees. I, I literally, like, you, we can be on a patio at a restaurant or wherever the hell, and if a bee comes, I freeze. Like, I go rigid and stiff, and I won't fucking move. Like, it's a fucking T-Rex, and, the, <laughs> like, if I don't move, it won't fucking see me. Its visual acuity is based on movement, yes. <laughs> so, speaking of bees, a fun story about that. Here's a, a glimpse into the joys of trying to raise Shane. So we used to keep rabbits and chickens when I was younger, and we would have to, you know, have water bowls for some of the rabbits because they would not truck with having the little elevated water bottle with the little, you know, thing. They, they didn't like the rolly ball thing. So we would have occasional bits where you'd have a bowl. I was cleaning out one of the water bowls when I was probably 12, and one had a bee in it. So me... Silly, uh, assuming that the bee was dead, I picked the bee up out of the water, uh, at which point it stung me. And I find out in the midst of sharing this with my mother, she's deathly allergic to bees, like has a very severe allergic reaction. Oh, my God. And uh, she's like, we don't know if you're allergic. We, I mean, I'm deathly allergic, so we don't know what happened. And 12-year-old Shane... No uh, pause whatsoever. Just goes, well, we're going to find out today. <laughs> Man. Then just that drops. <laughs> that reminds me that I have uh, <laughs> I have one more week to finish the Stephen King book that you loaned me. Uh, and I did finish the little short about the man in the black suit. Uh, and bees are a big part of that one. Mm -hmm. And part of the lies. It's very, very enjoyable so far, by the by. So thank you. Well, I'm elated that you are enjoying it thus far. It's difficult to not enjoy a Stephen King book, in True. my estimation. True. <laughs> so stay tuned uh, next well, week to see what Michael receives in the mail. It's my anthrax. Is it scorpions? <laughs> there we go. I was wondering if you were going to say it or if I was going to have to. Yeah, no, no, no. My anthrax is coming, sir. Ooh, this is comedy and satire. Uh, consider yourself <laughs> a bloated bovine fucking death trap after this day, my friend, because you're going down. Wait, you're sending mad cow to me? Um, anthrax was originally created to kill animals, oh. my friend. Specifically cattle. <gasps> the more you know. Huh. <laughs> 
No one can see you when you make those gestures, Michael. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and speaking of trying to determine whether someone is telling the truth or lying about <gasps> random facts, Ooh. that is, in fact, what we do here on The Weekly. We delve into a random esoteric topic, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we will occasionally lie, just to keep things interesting. It is then incumbent on the co-hosts to ferret out those lies, separate the fact from fiction, and make sure... That this is a semi-entertaining show most of the time. Most However, <laughs> there are no points for a correct answer and no one will win because we are certifiable losers here. And just to prove that, guess who is presenting the topic today? Kristen! It's, it's, it's me. Smee? I, 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 I'm the loser. Smee? Smee? Smee. I'm Smee. is me. <laughs> <laughs> What's the topic today, Cuckleberry Finn? Uh, today I want to talk about an urban legend that I actually cannot place where I first heard about it. Your sex life? Anal? All and none. <laughs> oh, sorry, the female orgasm. Is that the myth that you're <laughs> presenting on? Finally! <laughs> no, I really want to do an episode on that. If the clit does not fit, <laughs> then my must. name is Michael. Uh, then it must be too dry. Maybe it was uh, a... <laughs> Sorry. Michael's I... uh, nickname in the bedroom is the bean counter. <laughs> I don't count any. What are you talking about? I dream of beanie. <laughs> if I can't find it, it must not exist. Uh... The limit does not exist. Exactly. I have a mathematical <laughs> proof that I have written out next to my bed that I show every Fuck time. Off. No one cares. <laughs> so anyway, I want to talk about an urban legend um, that I can't really recall where I first heard about it. It was probably like mentioned on a YouTube channel or something like that. But today I want to talk about the black-eyed children, the urban uh, legend of American fame. So I started my search when I, you know, originally wrote this episode, hoping to find a slew of articles uh, talking about the long history of this urban legend, kind of like Slenderman, right? Uh, with its evolution into today's, you know, modern legend, how we view it. Uh, and I was not disappointed. Uh, there is a large repository of this urban legend, um, probably even more than Slenderman or the other well-known creepypasta Jeff the Killer. Uh, well, uh, hold on, real, real. how many lies do you got there? There are boy? only two lies today. Is one of the lies that there's more info than Slenderman? God damn it! <laughs> yeah, honestly, okay. um, because Slenderman's like huge. Like, I feel like you you trip over you trip over Slenderman trying to find other things, which is probably why you brought that lie in. Yes, actually, um, because I was. Also going to add, while it wasn't as popular as Slender Man, there's still a lot of lore behind it, but you're right. Um, it's actually very sparse. Um, there isn't that much lore behind this urban legend, as one would think. Uh, it actually is just a really old, like, creepy pasta. So a, a copy-pasted story that's yeah. Uh, granted, mm. it does get circulated every so often, but it usually gets tied in with other urban legends like the Shadow People. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's, household names like Roy Donk. Yes. Um, the, I I want to do an episode on the Shadow People because it 
it has tied into a couple of things that I've like done researched in the past, uh, like Slenderman, but that's neither here nor there. Well, prepare for another bleep, friend, because <sighs> might as well just Got give it. a big long bleep on that one. Oh, yeah, that, yeah that's gonna be a. It's gonna start really high pitch and then go to a bass note. I feel like Michael's browsing history is very similar to like creepy thirteen-year-old emo girls. Like the fan yeah, fiction, what? and then like these like creepy pastas. He probably has a Tumblr still. So like mm. Michael just has Except that vibe. He's That's more of a modern. Voice. He's more of a modern gentleman though, so I feel like his would be like a YouTube search history instead. Mm. Oh. Um, so let's do this real quick, and you can edit this so that it's not so. Uh, I can cut. The no, link. we can't. Got it. Yeah, you cut the link. Uh, let's you and I, Michael. The last five things that are on your uh, watch history on YouTube. And I'll Courtney, start while, while you he's look. looking for that. Uh, we we have now discovered where he gets all of his, you know, voice acting uh, enthusiasm <laughs> and inspiration. How is, do I uh, how do I check check my check search that? How do I Chechnya? And uh, I'll, how do I'll I start while you're while you're looking for the last five things that you've watched? My most recent five. Um, the most recent Your Mom's House podcast episode. No, there's a shocker. I know. Uh, the second one I watched earlier today is uh, a gal posted a video called 10 Hours of Walking, but this time she talks back. It's a cat call video where like she's oh, okay. uh, she's in Manhattan. Neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, coolest things from PTB 4.6.0, Dead by Daylight, uh, The Deer Hunter Wait, and then from Heavy Tones, How to Bend Up Like Spirit Box on Guitar. Okay. That's my so, five. Yikes. My my most recent search history is um a v- YouTube channel called World War Two in Real Real Time. I hate ours. I hate our sounds. R- World War Two in real time. Cool. Arr. Second. A uh you suck at cooking YouTube channel, which pretty much does very easy cooking things. They talk about crepes nice. this episode. It's a great channel. I love those it, videos. It, no, I love you suck at cooking. I've been following okay, them cool. for at least three or four years. Very, we very We get it. Great. You're a crepey cook. Okay. Yes. Another <laughs> one is is about a grand strategy game called Hearts of Iron 4, which is a World War II history sim. Okay. Number four. Uh, of a video game review channel um, called Zero Punctuation reviews Little Nightmares Two, and then um, my favorite one is uh, it's the YouTube channel or the YouTube title the YouTube video called is called Dennis Prager tries to earn an N word pass. Pretty much, I like to watch um, oh, no. YouTube channels that do uh, uh, satire uh, of Prager U, uh, which is a conservative uh pseudo university youtube channel that talks about uh the most recent one that i heard of is they talked they had a slavery uh youtube video where they tried to extol the virtues of slavery that was taken off of youtube i wonder Um, why yeah so essentially you like watching conservatives in their natural habitat which is just a constant state of being just silly sacks of shit to steal a Turn a phrase from Shane. I like watching satire of those videos where people will take them and take them out of context. Um, Yeah. Neither here nor there. Silly sack of shit feels so good to say. Doesn't it now? It is one of my favorite things that I've been saying a lot lately. That and I've been calling people a tip to tail piece of shit. Which Mm -hmm. Oh. (laughs) Very apt. Very descriptive. Anyway. 
sorry, didn't mean there. There's a little tangent in the middle there, but I feel like the search history is a better way to illustrate what Courtney is saying. And I wasn't actually disappointed by your search history. In fact, I was more disappointed by mine. <laughs> well, uh, since we're playing the game, Courtney, are you diving in? Uh, I can see mine real quick. Let's see. How about you, uh, Shane? You got yours up? I do. Uh, so I have a, uh, the late show with Stephen Colbert's, uh, Ted Cruz's favorite president could face jail time for tax fraud. Okay. That was one. <laughs> uh, Number two. Episode 81 of the disinformed podcast, Argo Tusk Yourself. Nice. Number three. Uh, Spectre Performer, uh, four featuring Lil Asmar. The fuck is that? Four? <laughs> uh, Steel Dragon performing Stand Up and Shout. Okay. And <laughs> Five. Uh, really frightening, George Takai responds to a rise in anti-Asian violence. Oof. Oh, goodness. Wow, I don't... Yours... I'm Eclectic. almost... Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm more surprised by yours, but less embarrassed by yours than mine. Mm. <laughs> I think so far, and I'm not trying to make this a, a narcissistic moment here, but I feel like mine is the most embarrassing by far. Okay. Michael seems educated. Shane, likewise, seems educated. At least both of yours have something to do with news-related things. Right. Uh, educational things. Uh, Courtney? <laughs> so, the first one that comes up, and this one's just a really weird niche thing that I saw. Hentai? As- no. There was a- <laughs> no, that's, that's only fans for her. Don't- yeah. It was a yeah. song that came up on TikTok, though, and it was a song from my childhood that I was like, Jonah, do you know this song? And it's by Chris Rice. It's called What If Cartoons Got Saved? And so I had to look that up and play that for him because that was locked deep in our very conservative memories. Um, so that's the most okay. recent one. Number two. Mm-hmm. Then I watched three um, recipe debunking videos. Um, okay, so I, that's, hmm. that's two, three, and four? Yeah. And then the one before that is the Dynamite music video from BTS. <laughs> Because nice. I watched that to feel, to feel things. <laughs> to feel? To feel alive again. Funnily enough, BTS, it doesn't directly correlate, but there is a new killer, uh, like a new killer and survivor announced in Dead by Daylight. And both of them are Korean and they look like K-pop stars. <laughs> and the killer's name, the killer's name is the Trickster. And he kind of looks like a Korean version of Jared Leto's Joker. Um, and even breaks the fourth wall so when you're in matchmaking, if you're playing as the killer, he'll turn around and he'll look directly into the camera and wink at you. Um, and he's very handsome. The, uh, the community <laughs> at large is uh, a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that has been Disinform's YouTube search history corner. Yeah, similarly, I uh, John, you are one of the few people on the planet who will appreciate this since we're just going to sidebar Michael's entire episode. <laughs> right. You're good. It's all good. We were watching, um, Melissa and I watched Inner Space on uh, HBO Now the other day, which is a marvelous film from our childhood. Go look it up. It's, okay. it's a lot of fun. But uh, then in the scroll history of my movies, I saw that I had put Rockstar in. I still have never seen it. It is such a ghastly film, but it, it hits very interesting buttons for me insofar as there is a bunch of strange casting. For instance, the gentleman who replaces Mark Wahlberg in the um, Steel Dragon cover band or tribute band, I should say, as yes. evidenced by the film, is uh, Third Eye Blind's own Stephen Jenkins. 
Oh, which is a lot of fun. And the guitar player from that group is one of our absolute favorites for those who, uh, you know, played the home game on The Mandalorian, as featured by uh, the first episode of season two. Quick stab. Oliphant? Yes. Timothy Oliphant plays the the guitar player in this band. I have... There's someone with the last name of Oliphant? Michael, keep up. And wow. sorry, I, I I get Lord of the Rings. Squidward, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. So then, uh, finally, the bassist in this band is Brian Vanderark, who is the lead singer and principal songwriter of the Verve Pipe. So hence, wow. the ending song of the film is a Verve Pipe song. And Mark Wahlberg, when he leaves the metal band, goes into a very literal translation of Cobain. They have him with like a middle ear length haircut, yeah, wearing yeah, yeah. a green T-shirt and a sweater, doing an acoustic soulful song on stage afterwards, which is just painful to watch. Ghastly movie. But uh, and we'll get further down the rabbit hole. And my final bit of nonsense from this is Miles Kennedy is the one who recorded most of the vocals for the film. And this Mm -hmm. is way before Alter Bridge, right? This was way before Alter Bridge. This is when he was in the Mayfield four. So it's uh, it's a weird little sort of like backdoor film for those who are the I want to play the musicianship home game is a lot of cute little nuggets in there for people who want to go mining. I would hope so. And before we get to Michael's topic, because I'm, I'm sure that it's just going to be riveting, mm-hmm. um, I have a f- two film recommendations for all of you. Mm. Ooh. Uh, first being Sound of Metal, if you haven't seen that on Amazon yet. Um, essentially, uh, this like, ex- extreme drummer starts losing his hearing and very, very suddenly goes deaf. So Sundays with Damn the Weather? Yeah, or I will never recommend it to Asher because it's literally his worst fear. Uh-huh. However, it's an amazing movie. Um, and then secondarily, Becky and I sat down earlier this week and we watched Train to Busan, which is a South Korean horror flick, uh, horror or zombie flick. And Courtney will like it because she likes, you know, just Asian culture in general. Um, and general. You know, and yeah, you, you, like, you like the Asians, so you would like it, right? <laughs> How do you feel about George Takai? Because I just watched an interesting video the other day. Okay. He's Asian. It, you, you would like him. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, I couldn't complete that. <laughs> we had fun watching it because it's campy. Just campy enough that I feel like if you're not into horror movies, you can approach it. Just enough creature effects and cool zombie stuff where it still was effectively creepy when it needed to be. Um, surprisingly a little more emotional near the end than I thought it would be, as Logan warned me a good long while uh, ago about. Um, I don't know. It was a lot of fun. If you ever find yourself in a jam and, and you need a, a, a fun little foreign film to watch, I would, I would highly recommend that. And what was the title again? Uh, Train to Busan. You do and you'll clean it up. Mm-hmm. There is a sequel I've heard. Uh, I just uh, I'm not going to spend money just yet on that because I've been spending money on porn. Sorry on sheet music, uh, Michael. Uh, so kind of tying back into as an aside because I just like you know detracting <laughs> from an actual conversation. This episode and it's all of our fault. So, no, we're going to so, get an hour in and then we'll talk about his you know topic for five minutes and then we'll stop. Yeah, and then I'll give up and be like, you know what, this isn't important. Let's just keep 
you know, half-assing it. Um, mm-hmm. So I started watching Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Ooh, oh, I heard one. that it was abysmal. I heard it was god-fucking-awful. I will give a final opinion next week. Just okay. I'm just teasing it, because I'm halfway through. I got past the YouTuber uh, uh, episode of it, and uh, I kind of agree with your assessment for that particular episode, uh, John. It is trash. I will say that I feel like we handled uh, Lamb with more reverence and respect than that entire documentary probably did. Yeah, it was a in bad fact, episode. In <laughs> fact, Jesus Christ. In fact, when I was presenting the elevator game, I think I made a very clear point to say that they have disconnected the two things. Like, the elevator game and and the Cecil aren't supposed... The I, myth it yeah, needs to be taken yeah. out of that, but that's an entirely different episode. But you have an urban legend uh, or myth or whatever the fuck, and yes. we've been distracting ourselves from it because mm, we don't I like, like hearing my, you talk. I like my lamb with myth, so. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tasty. <laughs> so, for the longest time, uh, so, call back to, I don't know, call 20 back. minutes ago, um, I had said that there was a lot of material on the subject plot twist there wasn't uh the what? bullshit was called out there actually isn't mu- as much lore behind this urban legend as you would think a lot of it mm. is tied with other urban legends so for the longest time i wasn't really sure how to structure this topic because it was something i still wanted to talk about but i wasn't sure how to go about it so i decided instead of doing like the slender man topic before and kind of like giving a little brief overview of the initial like uh, urban legend and talking about more of its like effects on urban uh, on on culture. Um, I decided to, instead to actually give or describe the creepy pasta, the original one, in its entirety. So I'm gonna tell a campfire story for you guys. Just okay. to so spooky. Exactly. Um, what's gonna happen in the tent when we're done? <laughs> a, a lot of a lot of regrets. <laughs> After Your the fact. name wouldn't happen to be Uncle Kevin, would it? Scoutmaster Steve, no. <laughs> no. Not Superfan Steven, no. We're just exploring no. our sexualities, kids. Um, wow. To live in a household with you. Ooh. <laughs> the wrong snake bit me. Now quick, suck the poison out. So this little story was originally created by a ghost hunter by the name of Brian Bethel, from Abilene, Texas. Texas, Texas. Texas. <laughs> He's a Texas. From Abilene, Texas. I was I was projecting because I had I had heard things about Texas <laughs> you uh, earlier are today. And <laughs> Got that Texas toast. Let's just say Texas is like, you know what? Fuck masks. We're opening everything, and we found that out today. Yeah, so as well. of recording. So that's that's going to be a fun time. Yes, so, we've had it, one, but what about second crisis? What about fourth crisis? Uh, <laughs> So in ni- Texas strain. Oh, in 1998, Bethel, so Brian Bethel, uh, was a member of Usenet to to kind of date Shane there because he probably knows what Usenet oh, is. Fuck off, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Grammar used to make. <laughs> he was a member of Usenet's alt fork folklore. Fuck. See, that's what you get for talking <laughs> shit, asshole. Hey, hey, clip. Uh, I need that. I I need to isolate that one. <laughs> I need the oh. whole. I need the whole triplet, Ma- Michael. It is official from this point forward. I'm calling you fuck ass. 
Usenet's <laughs> all folklore ghost stories uh, where, he, where he posted this chilling tale, which I will read for you right now. Ooh, hold on. Let me say a quick prayer before we get started, just so everybody can actually, you know, make it through. Steal yourselves. <laughs> Quab, who out in the ether. <laughs> Marinara be thy blood. Oh, bad language comes. I like to eat scrum. bees comes, comes. <laughs> Please let Michael be done. <laughs> Ramen. 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 So, he starts by addressing his audience as ghosters. <laughs> so it's your ex-girlfriends? Apparently so. <laughs> he gives a quick update on his previous project. Then he says, uh, but since a lot of people are requesting this one, uh, here's some info on these darned black-eyed kids. Um He's he blathers on for another paragraph, kind of talking about like where he came from or whatever. Then he starts his story proper. As so many things do, it started out innocently. My internet service provider used to have offices in a shopping center before they moved to their comparatively lush accommodations elsewhere. There was a Dropbox at the original location. The monthly bill was due, and thus, there for the grace of the net, I went. It was about 9.30 p.m. when I left. From my relatively isolated apartments, it's about 15 uh, minutes or so downtown. Right next to Camelot Communications' old location is a $150 movie theater. At that time, a dollar fifty movie theater. Dollar fifty. <laughs> One fifty dollar movie theater. <laughs> yeah, I will uh, take two fifty dollar movie theater, please. I would take any fucking theater at this point, to be honest. With you. I, You're I, right. I wrote, I wrote One point five dollar movie theater. So, just, <laughs> I made one point five dollars today. Yes, let me put that in the calculator. Anyway. At the time, the place was featuring that masterwork of modern film, Mortal Damn it. Mortal Kombat. Michael, you and I are riding the same struggle bus today, uh, my friends, so don't don't sweat it. Okay. So would you say that since being vaccinated, you feel like more of a Michael or more like a Shane? I don't want to insult Shane, so I'm going to say more of a me. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm about 80% my usual self right now. I'm I'm on the slow incline back to being a hate tank, so... How many times did you come respect. today? I mean... 80% of what he usually does. He, he just said that. I'm still I'm still imploding <laughs> these days, so... But speaking mm. of that, uh, I... Oh, I, I, oh no. <laughs> I totally spaced, no. I went out for a... I take an afternoon sabbatical from work, and I, I have a little constitutional I make around the campus just so that I can, you know... Breathe. Get a little blood circulating and uh, experience reality and, and get a little vitamin... And uh, as I was out is when the wind picked up. Oh, no. Oh. So speaking of black eyed kids, when I made it back, I had rings of sand around my eyeballs when I made it back into the building. So I, I looked like darkest timeline Batman taking the mask. <laughs> oh, my God. And I didn't notice until I got home. That's which was works. really fun. So That's I amazing. looked like uh, MCR's uh, backup drummer. 
which was a good time for all involved parties. But anywho, that's why so I was saying I'm a little striking. groggy mm. today because that was a that was a hell of a, a fun walk. I was you know kind of at a thirty degree angle at most instances, just trying to stay you know walking forward. That is pretty nuts. Strong winds in Phoenix today, friends. For those who are not paying attention, and that has been true. That the weather. Yes. I drove by the theater on my way to the center proper and pulled into an empty parking space. Using the glow of the marquee to write out my check, I was startled to hear a knock on the driver's side window of my car. I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. You I need to describe I'm, I'm them. I'm about Tree <laughs> God damn it, monster! <laughs> I rolled I out a window, dis- they said. <laughs> Just he edit me out of this whole episode. Ooh-wee. I need to describe them with one feature. You can guess what it is that I didn't realize until about halfway through the conversation. Cleverly huge, omitted huge, it. Huge, huge, huge hogs? <laughs> no. When you walk up to my car with that. You- <laughs> they were wobbly sloppers. Thank you. <laughs> Wobbly sloppers and the huge hogs coming your way this fall on NBC. <laughs> I still can't use that phrase around my girlfriend without her being. You should upset call her a big titted animal and see what happens. <laughs> I'm afraid. Jonah really likes that one. To be called that, not to say it. Jonah does? Oh, yeah, he loves it. Sweet. I'm going to text him right now. <laughs> I Go ahead, looked, I looked over and saw two children staring at me from the street. Uh, oh, I already said that. Both appeared to be. I I, I was so offset by the sloppers. I I, I need to reset. <laughs> I, I have a question. No, they did not have sloppers. No, no. <laughs> did you just write this whole thing? Because this is the very much yeah, like if all Michael told the story. He's like, well, first I was going down Southern, and then I made a right, and there was a blue car, and then maybe there was a person in that car, and you're like, Michael, get to the fucking point. Nope. That was not me at that all. That comes later. Yes. Inside of me. Both appeared to be in that semi-mystical stage of life children get into where you can't exactly tell their age. Both were boys in my... What? That's what it... <laughs> what is this, Sergeant Hatred? Thank you. I, I am reading this exactly as it was written. By my... Oh, so, I can't be within 30 yards of two beautiful young boys illuminated by the marquee of Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. <laughs> They're in that semi-mystical age where I don't know if I can approach them or not. Prince's tiny feet. No. <laughs> Both were boys, and my initial impression is that they were between 10 and 14. Boy number one was the spokesman. Boy number two didn't speak during the entire conversation, at least not in words. Boy number one was slightly taller than his companion, wearing a pullover, hooded skirt, with a sort of gray checkered pattern and jeans. Did you say skirt? Yeah, he did. Shirt. I I can't speak. It was a shirt. <laughs> I was going to say, a hoodie and a skirt. Is this, what is this a... I, I will give precisely no monetary compensation to anybody for this, but if you can pinpoint the direct episode that we stopped letting Michael present and started just turning every presentation into how he misunderstands the human language, I'd be eternally thankful just so I can go listen to the turn. I actually would be interested to hear that as well. 
I just thought he was describing a Marilyn Manson fan. But also, is one of the children a girl? No, they're both boys. Allegedly. Not with that attitude. I couldn't see his shoes. His skin was olive-colored and had curly, medium-length brown brown (laughs) hair. He exuded an air of quiet confidence. Boy number two has pale skin with a trace of freckles. His primary characteristics seemed to be looking around nervously. He was dressed in a similar manner, manner to his companion, but his pullover was a light green color for those at home that want to know. His hair was a sort of pale orange. They didn't appear to be related, at least directly, winked is this, the camera. Is this Ed Sheeran? Was he Ed Cause Sheeran? You're amazing. <laughs> Wait a minute. That wasn't. Was that Ed? No. That wasn't Ed Sheridan. Was it? Anyway. <laughs> what is happening? Ed Sheridan. <laughs> on to our next year with Fender Swift. Oh, great. I thought they're going to hit me up for money. <laughs> and then the air changed. I've explained this before, but for the benefit of any new lurkers out there, i.e. all of us, right before I experience something strange, there's a change in perception that comes about, which I describe in the above manner. A Peter Tingle. Yes, he describes it in a lot of words that make no sense, or that goes around in circles. It's basically enough time to know it's too late. Winky face. So Chuck Klosterman wrote this. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it feels like there's not a lot of points being made here. It gets a little bit better. That's not saying much. It gets <laughs> okay. a little bit better. So when does the heavy water is... come into play? Right. So guys, well, part I haven't to... even defined what it means by children Shut and a marquee and what Mortal Kombat is. So essentially, he's sitting in a parking lot. Yes. Mar- Mortal Kombat marquee's in the background. There's two kids between 10 to 14, this mythical age that he can't seem you to You can't discern. tell between 14 um, and 10, yes. And one of them is super confident, has a huge hog, and the other one's really pale with some freckles, and is kind of nervous, because he John, doesn't have as big of a hog. Please stop. I can only get so hard. <laughs> so, if I if I summarize that quickly, like, yes, as quick, you quicker... Yes, des- you have described multiple paragraphs of information in very little time. Thank you. And they call that retention. Ooh. Actually, they call it puppy love. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed with your silly story. So there I was, filling out a check in my car, which was still running. Why and is in he a making sudden, a check? <laughs> to the internet service provider. Didn't you hear that like 10 paragraphs no, ago? He's, he's already blocked it out. I did he's not retain a check that. to the children. Um, So there I was, filling out a check in my car, which was still running, and in a sudden panic over the appearance of the two little boys, I was confused, but an overwhelming sense of fear and unearthiness rushed in nonetheless. I said, no witnesses, and I shot them both in the chest. (laughs) (laughs) Distraction! Distraction! (laughs) The spokesman smiled, and the sight of some inexplicable reason chilled my blood. I could feel a flight or flight responses kicking in. Nailed it. Something I knew instinctually was not right, but I didn't know what it could possibly be. I rolled down my window. I'm not hungry. Hmm, maybe it's danger? Maybe I should let out a little <laughs> fart to test the waters. <laughs> nope, that is a shit. 
damn it. I tried. In the end, it didn't even matter. I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked. <laughs> it's my flight or shite response. <laughs> we almost got through that, too. I thought he was going to call me out on the Lincoln Park reference, but no, he, he went a step further, and I appreciate that. You were a step closer to the edge. And I was about, I, about I, to I, I did break. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, we need to break this habit and you know, <laughs> go forward with the God damn it. I have become so numb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think hard enough to come up with more lyrics. Someday you'll uh, find somewhere you belong. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <sighs> I rolled down the window very, very slightly and asked, yes? The smokes... <laughs> the smokesman. <laughs> I'm so hot and bothered right now. Okay. You have peeped on the wrong cum sipper, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the cum man. <laughs> okay. Let's not bring them up. We're not going to describe or explain any inside references here. So those are wasted jokes, and they're funny on their own. If you're still listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry. Can't afford therapy. The the systems out here are just dog shit. (laughs) What is therapy? The spokesman smiled again, broader this time. His teeth were very, very white. Hey, mister. What's up? We have a problem, he said. His voice was that of a young man, but his diction, quiet, calm, (laughs) and something I couldn't put my finger on. In. (laughs) (laughs) Made my desire to flee even greater. Sounding. (laughs) I I need to put my finger. No, no, not again. I you want see. to put my finger in his diction. <laughs> Was this fucking John Wayne Gacy's? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you see, my friend and I want to see the films, but we forgot our money, he continued. We need to go <laughs> to our house. Tree Fitty, I called it. We need to go to our house to get it. Want to help us out? Okay. We're you usually are required to talk to a lot. You usually have to talk to lots of people, and that includes children. I've spoken Wait, to lots. Did you lots just make a them. jump? Uh, I kind of summarized what he said. He got a little wordy there. Uh, there, he got more wordy. I'm trying okay. to summarize now. You're gonna make Courtney kill herself. Uh, he's. This person has spoken to a lot of children, and it usually goes, um, mister, uh, can I have five dollars? Or, you know, can I see that camera? He takes a lot of pictures. He's a ghost hunter, right? He goes to creepy locations. He always has camera equipment, right? So he usually gets asked, um, mister, can I see that camera? I won't break it or anything, I promise. My dad has a camera, and he lets me hold it sometimes he goes on and talks about how the kid goes on at length about how his dad lets him see the camera add in some feet shuffling and or body swaying slaying swaying and you've got a typical kid talking to a stranger in short they're usually apologetic hey michael yes uh didn't you say this was gonna be like a campfire like spooky story it's supposed to be 
When's that part start? It, have we shit on it too hard for it to be scary anymore? I I don't want to put you down, but yeah. Maybe. Wait, wait. Fergie hasn't shown up yet, so it's it's still not too spoopy. Yeah, you make a good point. That actually you kind of spoiled the uh, ending of the of the story there. Oh. <sighs> this was Fergie. made in the early aughts. Okay. So the kids are talking to him, and they're not making a lot of sense because kids are fucking stupid, and they're asking to borrow his camera. They see him writing a check. That is ask and a cash. Anyway, I'm going to start summarizing it because I thought it was a little bit more campfire spoopy, but it, it doesn't seem like that, so I'll start, <laughs> I'll start trying to summarize as best as I can, and I'm sorry. I, I, I... <laughs> Oh, she she has headphones. She can hear. No, the, the worst part, and she's not going to come back when I say this, is I'm only halfway through the script. Oh, dear. See ya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I will skip the end part, and I will just tell this ghost story. Spooky. Oh, oh, yes. No, just freaking, what, Go what the for hell it? happened? All right, so... In short, kids are usually apologetic when they go up to strangers and ask for something, right? Right. Any right. sort of situation where you've had kids come up to you and you don't know who the fuck they are, they're usually like, I'm Mr. Blah, blah, blah. And you're Mr. like, get the fuck away from me. you put your pants back on? <laughs> you're not my dad. This is the Wendy's. It's kind of scaring me. I can this... go deeper if you want me to. <laughs> but only if you ask. Uh, this kid was in no way fitting that mold. His command of language was incredible and he showed no signs of fear. Pretty much, it was like he was like not being a normal kid. <sighs> So a homeschooled Christian child approached a man at a movie theater, and this fucker <laughs> lost bladder control. Yes, uh, Courtney. Huh? What? That's why I asked. Was that only happened once. Ooh. So he spoke as if the author's help was a foregone conclusion. Uh, when the kid grinned, it was as if he was trying to say, "I know something, and you're not going to like it." But the only way you're going to find out is if you do what I say. So he says, um, well, and there's a lot of like hemming and hawing. And essentially the kid gets a little bit more upset, a little bit more kind of nervous, like trigger happy. Okay. Now I'm actually not reading this and I'm just trying to summarize it for a little bit more. Thing. Fair enough. And the uh, author asks, well, what movie are you trying to see? And the kid is like, well, we're trying to see Mortal Kombat. And the author realizes that Mortal Kombat, the last showing of the night show, started an hour ago. He's like, well. And so the kid was like, come on, mister, let us in. We can't get into your car until you know. Well, until you do, you know. Um, just let us in and we'll be gone before you know it. We'll go to our mother's house. And so the author locked eyes. And now I'll quote from this. I skipped probably like a good two or three paragraphs worth of information here. Thank you. To my horror, I realized my hand had strayed toward the door lock, which was engaged, and was in the process of opening it. I pulled away, probably a bit too violently, but it did force me to look away from the children. I turned back. Um, er, I offered weakly, and then my mind snapped into sharp focus. For the first time, I noticed their eyes. They were coal black, 
no pupil, no iris, just two staring orbs reflecting the red and white of the marquee. At that point, I know my expression betrayed me. The silent one had a look of horror on his face in a combination that seemed to indicate A, the impossible had just happened, and B, we've been found out. The spokesman, on the other hand, wore a mask of anger. His eyes glittered brightly in the half-light. Come on, mister, he said. We won't hurt you. You have to let us in. We don't have a gun. That last statement scared the living hell out of me, because at that point, his tone by his tone, he was plainly saying, we don't need a gun. He noticed my hand shooting down toward the gear shift. The spokesman's final words contained an anger that was complete and whole, and yet contained, in some respects, a tone of panic. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let. Us. In. I ripped my car into reverse. Thank goodness no one was coming up behind me. Thank goodness. Thank goodness no one was there right behind me. I would have ran them over. I'll tell you what. And tore, and tore out of the parking lot. I noticed the boys in my peripheral vision and stole a quick glance back. They were gone. The sidewalk by the theater was deserted. I drove home in a heightened state of panic. Had anyone attempted to stop me, I would have run on through and faced the consequences later. I bolted into my house, scanning all around, including the sky. And then the last kind of thing he said before he started talking about a one of his co-writers of some previous project. What did I see? Maybe nothing more than some kids looking for a ride. And some really funky contacts. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to keep myself awake. Um, <sighs> yeah. So, I have a little bit more things I wanted to talk about. Oh, but good. we can finish it if you guys are really no, I not mean, interested. Please, bring bring more. Yeah. Give us the okay. fire. I want more of okay. the myth itself and less of the writer rambling on and on about silly details. That's Because this point. had to have happened more than once. Right. He does have a second story that I did not want to relate because I figured it wasn't as important because it was kind of a rehashing. He talked to some other person and some other person relayed a story that happened around the same time and they didn't communicate. Oh, spooky. Oh, man. What are what are the coincidences? This almost sounds like a Diet Coke or RC Cola version of Dear David. It, it just preceded Dear David by, you know, a few decades, but... Right. Yes. But you know what I mean. It's one of those things where it's like the early sort of internet where, like, anything you can say, it's like, but what of this? And everyone's like, ah! Because, I mean, not a lot of people have been exposed to the internet, and when you can tell a spooky story that not many people have heard, it's just an easier way to relay these sort of campfire stories that you've heard sitting and talking with coworkers or, you know, something like that. Or people who have never seen The Omen. What's it, that? It, exactly. <laughs> Both of those statements. So, that is the progenitor of the Black Eyed Children urban legend. However, that is not the end of my topic, as I wanted to briefly talk about one of my favorite websites to peruse when I need five minutes to kill, uh, and I don't want to get on Reddit. Parlor. This is actually a subject that I am really 
fascinated about, and I kind of wanted to talk about it for a long time, but I didn't really know how to lead into it. So I figured talking about an urban legend and then talking about something that's kind of a little bit relevant to it would be a good kind of like sneak in. Yeah, yes, yeah. So let's talk about speech therapy. No, unfortunately, you will never get me on any of those websites. Mm. I refuse to learn how to speak good. Um, That good is spelled with a U, not two O's. So this website is called uh, SCP Wiki. It is a it is a wiki for what is called the SCP Foundation, which is a fictional Men in Black uh, like organization that is focused on protecting humanity from things we don't understand. So what is the web the point of the website? You may ask. Well, this website and all its material falls under the Creative Commons. Uh, License, which is essentially mean, uh, essentially it, it means, wow, it means all of it is free to use for whatever project you desire, be it a podcast, a movie, a book, anything that involves some sort of like horror, whether it's realistic fiction, science fiction, religious fiction, any of that, you can draw upon this literary source and you don't have to pay royalties for it. It is completely free to the public. And so because of this, the this website and the community that sprung up because of it are all about creating a shared fictional encyclopedia or an, uh, a shared fictional narrative. And that is, it's super fascinating. And the real reason why I enjoy this website is, is its character. Uh, when you go on the website, it's supposed to look like you're accessing a, a secret, like government, like, sort of website where you shouldn't be there where it has a lot of warnings like you shouldn't be here like this is secret information your access has been logged you know etc and it is it kind of like an amplified r slash no sleep kind of yes actually i would say that it it fits that same sort of vein um where... i was gonna go with it's uh the pottermore of horror stories ouch i'm not sure i'm not sure to take that as like a well you're saying they're starting with these general sort of creative commons topics and then everyone then takes them and runs with them essentially oh okay okay yeah 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 yes yes where you have this sort of like shared literary like encyclopedia yeah the foundation is there the potterverse and then you can write whatever story you would like based on that without actually doing any of the heavy creative lifting on your own yeah okay okay i see what you're getting at yes yes that is that pretty much is a good summation of what it is about um so the main idea of this website is that it's a real organization that's try- that finds phenomena that they do not understand. And instead of trying to destroy it or lock it away forever, like a lot of science fiction tropes do, um, they try to understand it from a scientific perspective. So every phenomenon is given like a specific number, uh, a threat rating, and then a scientific report which outlines it the the procedures that they go through to contain it, to keep it safe. Um and a description which describes, obviously, the phenomenon. Um, I won't go into further detail at this moment because I would love to do an episode on it by its on its on its own. Because so a this, little teaser. 
Yes. Yeah, that's pretty much what I want to do for the rest of this episode is kind of give it a little teaser is what this sort of website is. And if there is interest in it, as in if you three are interested in me continuing this subject, then I can talk more about it in a little bit more detail. Will it be coherent and organized? Is anything I does anything I say is anything I say coherent? I I think that sentence in and of itself illustrates the answer. So, uh, if speaking you of want... which, Michael, have you ever encountered Hellboy comics? No. Uh, specifically, this is very reminiscent of the foundation of the organization that Hellboy belongs to, which is the BPRD, the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Defense, which okay. you may be very interested in. As a side note here, uh, you should go look those up and read them because there is a whole series of BPRD comics as well, which are very fun and similar to what you're discussing here. So, not to belittle it, because the only thing I recall is the the first and second Hellboy movies, not the most recent one that came out. Yes, I know it's belittling, and I know you're shaking your head and just How is it disgust. belittling it? You say these words. I, I enjoy Guillermo del Toro. Okay, okay. That's fair. I usually assume movies on comic books belittle whatever source material they're referencing. I think it's a case-by-case thing. I mean, the first one actually has a lot of Lovecraftian elements, which I really appreciated. It's an excellent film, and I enjoy it, so... Oh, I love both of them. Go (laughs) on. But, so, if they're in that vein of the movie, then yes, I would say that this foundation is a lot like that organization. Mm -hmm. You could almost say that, uh, you know, they're emulating it to a degree. Um... I would definitely say that, considering Mm -hmm. the SCP Foundation, I think, was founded in the late aughts, Mm -hmm. which I think was after at least the first, if not the second, uh, Hellboy had come out. Oh, those comics have been around for a while as well, my friend. I'm I'm talking about the movies. But yes, I, I, I do know the comics have been out for much longer than that, so I would definitely agree that... They definitely share a lot of... You don't have to defend your taste, my friend. I threw a simple throwaway comment in. Kick it out. So I added this to the end of my Black Eyed Children episode because I actually found an SCP, uh, which is the name of these phenomena, uh, that is actually fairly similar to the urban legend. And I wanted to read it kind of as a teaser for future episodes of the SCP Foundation if you all are interested. Um, Anyway, if you'll have me... I'll read this report on SCP-1076. I will summarize parts I feel are too tedious because some of this is it's supposed to be written like a scientific document. Proof First it. off, are your lies all done? Yes. What was the one that we missed? Well, first, um, my one stab is, uh, did the kids say that they did not have a gun? They did say that. Okay. That was my one stab. Um, I had said that he was a ghost hunter. He was yeah, not. didn't even didn't even hear you say that. I'm All sorry. Right. Now on to your uh, ASATs and your SATs. Punch me with, uh, hit me with a diamond, Daddy. Let's do this. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, it's object class, which is a measure of how dangerous it is. Is Euclid, uh, which means it's fairly dangerous outside of containment, but with proper care and attentiveness, it can be managed. Naturally, you refer to, you know, a gentleman who creates fucking geometry. I did not design this. I know this, you didn't design it, but I can see why it's but, got you all rigid. Yes. God. Yes. Um, 
its special containment procedures, which are also short for SCP because they just like using that a lot, uh, specify that each SCP-1076 uh, are to be kept in separate unfurnished cells uh, with one unarmed guard standing outside. It is important to note that each guard must have no children under the age of 21. And it specifies that multiple times. Additionally, any researchers requesting access to a specimen of 1076 must also not have any children under the age of 21. The description states, and there is a minor uh, trigger warning for child abuse. Um, Pun intended? uh, No, no (laughs) pun intended. Okay. Uh, I added it just because, like, people it's a minor minor trigger warning correct pun intended yes yes oh fuck me okay god (laughs) i'm fucking done with my life i'm gonna (laughs) off myself after this episode you know i'll edit the the episode then i'll off myself there we go um instances of 1076 appear to be children between the ages of three and five with an unwashed appearance and long matted hair barefoot and dressing in rad ragged clothing cursory physical examination reveals signs of moderate to severe malnutrition and bruising and scarring consistent with physical abuse uh, specimens seem to comprehend physical uh, simple statements but have not displayed signs of verbal ability of uh, vocalizations are limited to simple grunts uh, specimens are reluctant to meet the gaze of any individual or tend, er, and tend to look downward in the absence of outside stimulus. They respond to simple questions by nodding in the affirmative or negative. Initial encounters with SCP-1076 occur when a parent with a child below the age of 21 discovers the, air quotes, child in a state of apparent distress. Subjects report an Quote, overwhelming feeling of pity for the specimen and in every recorded case take it into their home once inside a home scp 1076 begins to monopolize the attention of the parents to the exclusion of their own children children in the home begin to show sh- signs show shines <laughs> shoe shines I, I i did it for so long i was i was great Children in the home begin to show signs of neglect and malnutrition and become depressed, sullen, and withdrawn. Behavioral problems such as truancy and running away uh, from home become frequent, which may attract the attention of school authorities or social welfare agents. Upon investigating, these authorities become obsessed with the welfare of 1076 and subsequently ignore the children. An infestation typically ends with the deaths of the parents and other caretakers as they neglect their own well-being in order to attend to SCP-1076, eventually succumbing to starvation or disease. Uh, Essentially, that is the whole idea of the SCP, is that these are not children that people will encounter, but they will, it's almost like, um, like a, 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 it's a trap essentially these are almost like predatory beings these are essentially affection vampires yes and what a wonderful thing to welcome into your home with loving arms to the detriment of yourself and your own children republicans and what a wonderfully (laughs) long-winded way to explain them (laughs) yes but no that's a great summation so it's it's a scientific document and it's uh that describes these sort of affection vampires yes and how this 
men in black sort of organization or the Hellboy organization kind of deals with them. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the whole idea is that you can use this in your own writing to kind of include these sort of vampires in whatever way you care to. So, yes. And I saw this sort of connection because it was like, it's supposed to be very off putting where it's these like, children that are trying to take advantage of these people in some sort of singular environment where they're by themselves and trying to rely on the pity of children to get them to to get these adults to do things that they usually wouldn't do yeah republicans okay good <laughs> yeah john yes. hit it right on the head yeah yeah thank yeah. you credit so, where it's due yeah and there are so many of these sort of like a lot of this is why I like the this website because they have a lot of these sort of you can use this in whatever writing you want, but like reading it by itself is just like it's setting the stage of like, well, what if you are an adult that just walks into you know an alley or something like that and you see a child and it's like, oh, you know, I, I want to take care of it, but it turns out it's gonna kill you. I don't know. I it, feel all children are trying to kill me, Michael. Yeah, I don't and trust them. yeah, I eschew their company whenever possible. Two things in this world that I distrust, and that is bees, and horses, oh, and and children. <laughs> Wait, you trust bees over horses and children? <laughs> Fair enough. At least bees have jobs that make sense. I mean, at least the bees show you that they have weapons. Right. I'm not worried that I'm going to scare uh, a bee. Making making clothes isn't a real job? <laughs> not in this country. <laughs> well, yeah, See, obviously. That's the dark joke that we need. <laughs> what, making people come isn't a real job in this country? I'm not real enough for you. <laughs> yeah, don't you appreciate glue, John? You don't ever glue stuff? You don't appreciate horses? I don't have horses literally gluing things together for me. Like, not the literal... It's not a horse factory where there's horses working, gluing things together. You're talking about, like, melting them down and using them for glue? Well, cheval bucket of glue. I mean, bees make honey. <laughs> And horses make glue. It's 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 pretty obvious there, right? They 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 operate little levers oh with their God. their hooves, and this is going to become a partisan issue real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we appreciate all of you being here for yet another exceedingly entertaining and exciting episode slash installment of this, the Disinformed Podcast. And we sincerely appreciate you paying attention and giving us all the love and adoration that we so obviously were deprived of in our youth. Because, holy hell. My mom didn't love me. No, I'm kidding. She loved me plenty. She's not alone. Uh... Ladies and germaphobes, thank you for being here. If you want to avoid any further entanglements with us or the SCPD or any of Michael's other, you know, random agoraphobic kinks. friends. Uh, Call it what it is. They're kinks. Yipes. That racist. Uh, so you can avoid us on facebook.com slash disinformed podcast over at the Instagrams. We are at disinformed podcast and over on the Twitters at disinformed pod. You will see many allusions to this show. And if you want to avoid it, those are the places you need to keep a creative eyeball trained to. 
But I believe that if we haven't exhausted your tolerance for us, we've got even more content that you can catch. For instance, every Wacky Wednesday and fucking Friday, you can find us over on the Tubes of You, where we give you even more pictorial references of how bizarre we look. It's a good time for all involved parties. Wednesdays, we do random fan fiction reads, which are going to continue in spite of the fact that a sober Michael is dead-eyed staring into the camera, and we have completed our final installment of Crazy, Stupid, Insane Love, which lived up to all the hype. All oh, the yes. Hype. And then you can see our energy just bloom, blossom, and finally coalesce into something almost resembling human interaction on Disinformed After Dark every Friday, where we will uh, delve into a Chuck Klosterman tale that is almost as long-winded as Michael, and uh, we can debate amongst ourselves whether or not it's coherent. And uh, we'll also be compressed from the episode proper, which is a lot of fun, particularly today's installment, which I have a feeling, gonna be a doozy. So, scope us out on the tubes of you, 10 a.m. Mountain Time, on Wednesdays and Fridays, and of course, every marvelous Monday, this podcast flees from your preferred provider app, so subscribe, kick around, and if you don't want Michael to talk anymore, leave a little comment. Give us a review. <laughs> Clarify what it is that you hate about all of us, because uh, we're all going to take it to heart. And we you know, may I just, actually... I just want to be told that I don't want to be... I, I just want people to tell me I shouldn't do episodes anymore. That's a, Encourage you shouldn't do episodes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Encourage our emotional self-harm, one comment at a time. <laughs> Yikes. All right, well, for Disinformed this week, I am Shane. I'm John. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. So long and good night. All right then. <laughs>